Welcome to the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all day. This is our white dog shit segment, and there are a bunch of players that made John and Paul eat the white dog shit this week. Fortunately, I didn't end up losing or anything, so I'm going to let them take it from here. John, would you like to start? Who made you eat the white dog shit? Yeah, you know when it like comes down to the final month of the fantasy season and it feels like every week is just a must-win week, and you're just like, I have to win this week. I have to win this week. <laughs> yep. Because I was like, I was falling down the standings. People were getting injured, and then I had some bye weeks. I lost a couple matches that I should not have lost. So it felt like every week really was a must-win week. Well, this past week was definitely a must-win week. I really felt like I could be comfortable making the playoffs if I had won last week. But I ended up losing. I didn't even break 100 points, and I lost to our 11th place team at that time. And it was because I started two Miami Dolphins players, Tua and Jeff Wilson against the Niners defense. And, dude, (laughs) all last week, too, I was like, the Dolphins are going to cook the Niners. Yeah. Um, And I was like, don't be scared of the Niners defense. And the Niners defense is good. I watched them play. They're good. And especially their rushing defense. They made Jeff Wilson pretty much score a goose egg. He had .3 points in a PPR league. I think Raheem Mostert, he scored more than him, but I think he had one point, maybe like – Maybe two or three. I don't know. I think I checked checked before. It was like three points. Yeah. And like Mostert out-carried Jeff Wilson like seven to two. So they couldn't even run the ball. Tua was a mess. I don't know what's going on. He's got a questionable tag on him. Do you guys have any idea? I think it's an ankle injury, right? Oh, don't say that. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't think it's too serious, though, from what I've seen i haven't heard anything bad or anything like that but two is one of those guys that is for lack of a better term fragile i don't want to say soft because definitely fragile yeah he's definitely fragile obviously he has an extensive injury history so john who is your backup though if he can't go i don't have one oh yeah you traded justin fields yeah (laughs) So I'm riding. I'm not going to let you guys know who my waiver quarterback is that I'm going after if Tua goes down. But as of now, I don't have anyone in the waiver. So I guess it depends on who gets picked up tomorrow. Here's the thing, though. Tua, it looks like he got taken out of the game. So he didn't play the whole game. But he also threw three picks. So it's like, hey, man, can't do that. It was just an all-around team loss. It wasn't just Tua's fault. It wasn't Jeff Wilson's. I mean, Dawson Knox and Jeff Wilson combined for 0.3 points. So that's oh nice. God. You uh, almost yeah. the egg again. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> it's not like anyone on the opposing team went off. They all scored pretty average, and my team just underperformed, which is probably like the second or third time that's happened this year. And over the course of 13 weeks, I'll take it. Yeah. John, were you concerned at all that the two Miami Dolphins running backs were ex-Kyle Shanahan running backs? So maybe he could game plan a little bit on how to destroy them? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was concerned. I was concerned the whole week. (laughs) But you were just, you were promoting, you were pumping the Dolphins on this podcast. I was pumping, I was pumping Tua and Jalen Waddle. Waddle was banged up. Waddle was banged up. I think he only got two points. He got 1.9. 
He had uh, one catch, one catch for nine yards. This was a huge game for Dolphins. This was if you win this game, then we can take you seriously. And they just got embarrassed. So my Ravens, I can't really talk much about the Ravens, but this Dolphins team, it looks like it might be the same old for them where they can be electric, they can be fun. But when push comes to shove, if you get a hard-nosed physical football team playing them. <sighs> no, and Jimmy G was hurt too. Yep. Right, that, yeah. Niners backup. I actually I thought the Dolphins would come back once that happened. I had hope all weekend, dude. I think that seventh round pick is everyone's like, or I heard Howard say it, I think on a quick TikTok uh, video. He was like, Yeah, now the Niners aren't making the Super Bowl. I'm like, I feel like he, he this guy could still do it. He looked yeah. pretty good. And that yeah, was good. Around him. He did look good. And Kyle Shanahan has a way of making like bad quarterbacks look okay so in their first 16 starts in their first 16 starts you know who has the highest quarterback rating or the second highest quarterback rating he's in the same list as guys like andrew luck mike white no (laughs) the same he's in the same class as like andrew luck patrick mahomes like all these guys it's fucking nick mullins it's that dude he like and i'm the kyle shanahan he say what you want about him he can't win the big one but god can he coach can he coach subpar town and make them great? Yeah. Yeah. But John, you don't. So those are people that made you eat the white dog shit on your own team. Do you have anyone on the opposing team that made you eat the white dog shit? Well, it was like my players on my team played the Niners defense. So the Niners defense. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. Yeah. They put up 19 points, didn't they? Yeah. The Niners played pretty well, but like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like I wasn't actually playing the Niners defense but my players oh, were playing the Niners defense. Yeah. So it's just the Niners made me lose. I was going to say, because I have the Niners defense. I'm like, wait, I didn't play you. Yeah, yeah. No, no one really went crazy off on the opposing team. I mean, my opposing team scored 116 points. That's an average of like 10 points a team. DK Metcalf went off for 26, but I had Tyler Lockett who went off for 27. So like, yeah. cancels out. Yeah. Paul, how about you? Tell me you got someone on the actual opposing team that made you eat the white dog shit. I do. I do. And actually, John, that Tyler Lockett Metcalf. um, Perfect segue. Perfect. That's why I couldn't think of that word segue. I couldn't think of that. It's a perfect segue. But before we get to him, I know I spent some time. We spent some time on our TikTok talking about this guy. But Tony Pollard, my God, is that guy. He's the future. Electric. He single-handedly ruined my dynasty hopes now i have to win and i have to win this week in order to make dynasty playoffs where if i got a win last week i'd be locked into a playoff spot but talked about tony pollard already he's electric watch the tiktok if you haven't tony pollard over or under third round draft pick next year in redraft ppr under under. i think because this is zeke's technically this is zeke's last contract year three and a half we'll say three and a half oh okay if Zeke goes, if Zeke doesn't re-sign with the Cowboys, because don't quote me, but I believe this is his oh, Tony Pollard's final year in his contract. I think it is his contract year. No, Let's didn't he sign like a six-year deal? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think he's locked in for a while. Zeke. Yeah, I think Zeke's. I think, dude, but Tony Pollard could get traded. They would be dumb to like, like Zeke is still only 27. He's obviously not what he was a couple years ago, but he's still been pretty productive these past couple weeks too so the cowboys are rolling 
with what they're doing right now. So I don't see why they would break them up at all. But to answer your question, John, I you're talking about taking a running back who that splits the carries pretty much above the third round or above. I wouldn't feel good doing it. I, I would I take it in the third. Like if I went wide receiver heavy, I would love Tony Pollard as like my first running back. Or even my second, if I want like yeah. wide running back, running back. I guess it depends. Yeah, depends on what you do in the first couple of rounds. But I feel like he'll probably be in that range. But I wouldn't feel good doing it at this point in time. So here's my argument for taking him in that third round. And what is going to change with the Cowboys offense that leads you to believe that he won't put up this same production? Even if Zeke comes back, which by the way, the Cowboys – are not glued to Zeke after this year. They can release him. They do have an out in his contract where they can cut him. So it could be Pollard's backfield next year, which I think if it is strictly Tony Pollard's backfield, you might be looking at a second. Dude's just been playing out of his mind with the limited touches. But even if Zeke comes back, there's nothing in the Cowboys offense unless they like drastically lose a bunch of linemen. I mean, playing without their star left tackle as it is right now. And if everything stays the same on this Cowboys offense, there's no reason that Pollard can't continue to do this with the workload he's receiving already. Yeah, I agree with you. But oh, it would just, it's like we were talking about with Josh Jacobs last week, how he may be like projected for a first or second round pick, but it's very risky to take a guy after a breakout year very high in the draft because then, you know, it's all about value in the draft. You've taken Tony Pollard in the eighth round is very different than taking him in the second round because you're expecting second-round production. Yeah, no, that's a good point, Bob. I, I agree with that. You could have Gabe Davis syndrome. You never know. Reach. But I do like what the Cowboys are doing a lot. But And, yeah, I do think Tony Pollard will definitely be shooting up draft boards. But that yeah. wasn't someone that made you eat the white dog shit, was it? No, so that was just a – we talked about him in the Tech Talk, but I'd be remiss if I didn't bring him up again because I think mm -hmm. what he's doing this year is just crazy. But – who I really want to talk about right now is this wide receiver tandem that is the wide receiver 10 and the wide receiver 15 this year. And that's DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. This is their season totals. So Lockett has 66 catches for 836 yards and seven touchdowns. And Metcalf has 67 catches for 798 yards and five touchdowns. That's awesome. And that's, the, that's without Russell Wilson. That's with Geno Smith, which we hate Russell Wilson. And but, DK Metcalf was drafted so much earlier than Ty Lockett. Yeah, and even Metcalf fell. Like nobody was thinking that Metcalf was going to yeah, be. Yeah, did fall a lot. Yeah, what this yeah. is, and I think kind of like Waddle and Tyreek, in the sense because Waddle and Tyreek are a great tandem as well. But Lockett and Metcalf have just been so much more consistent this year. And right now, if I could do it over, obviously you're taking Tyreek over both of those guys. But are you taking Waddle over both of those guys? If the season ended today and we had a draft tomorrow, hindsight's it's easy to say. And hind I'm still taking Waddle. I would and take Waddle too. I think you'd have to think of it from a dynasty perspective. I'd still rather have Waddle. Yeah. Plus, or maybe, ooh, that no, would the be third, the third year is like the magic year for breakout seasons for wide receivers. I think, but I do think Waddle and Metcalf is an interesting discussion. Tyler Lockett's too, a little too like old. Yeah, but he's getting up there. He's, he's going to be overdrafted next year for sure. Yeah. That's but, like one where people are going to try and get Ty Lockett in the fourth round, and they're going to be so mad. Yeah, but Waddle and Metcalf are a good comparison. That's a really good comparison, actually. Agreed. So, 
those Seahawks, they always find a way to this podcast. They always do. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a couple listeners in the uh, Northwest and the, yeah, in the Northwest part of the country. So we're exactly. talking about them. This is for Go you off. guys. Or ladies, this is for you. Quick question before we go. Do the Seahawks bring – I'm going to rephrase this. I think they'll bring Geno Smith back. Is Geno Smith their quarterback of the near future? No. No. So I'm saying – I'm talking like a two to to four-year – two to three-year window. My answer is yes, just because the Seahawks – will probably could make the playoffs this year. They're, if the season ended today, they're in the playoffs. They could win their way into the playoffs, yeah. But they do have the Broncos draft pick. I forgot about that. So they will have a top pick. That's a third. If they want, yeah, top three pick if they want to go after a quarterback. Oh, they, wow, that's a will. good question. They will. They'll get it. They'll get a quarterback. I, I think you have to. Smith was a rental, dude. And he did, a, did his job. He did his job. He did his job. But he, he was a rental. He was a great rental. He was. Good for right. him, too, because he was kind of – poo-poo his entire career until so you don't point. think they'll you don't think they'll bring him back next year i think he'll get a starting job on a shitty team next year and we'll see what happens from there because yeah. he'll have the matt castle effect or the brock osweiler effect i like, can see you know smith going to like the giants if they get rid of daniel jones i can see him going i can see him going to the jets what like, Jets yeah. are going to get Aaron Rodgers. I'm calling it right now. Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. Or Lamar. I mean, the Jets are getting a new quarterback next year, and it could be a star. It could be Mike Lamar. White. Mike White, baby. But I would love – I I know – I will always remember on the first episode of this podcast, I talked shit about Lamar Jackson. But obviously, I would love for him to be on the Jets, and it would be extra <laughs> special. It would be extra special if the Jets stole him from the, from Paul. Um, yeah. That would be rough, Paul. We got to have a podcast, like an emergency podcast, the yeah. second that, that happens. Yeah. We won't be able to because I'm going to be slowly walking into the ocean if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that TikTok now where, like, they're in the boat and it's oh, all, all when Lamar gets traded to the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> All I mean, right. get out of here. not to take too much time on it, but here's exactly what's going to happen with Lamar. We're going to try and franchise tag him after this year. He's going to say he's not going to play, and then we're going to trade him for a shit ton of picks and a quarterback or just a shit ton of picks. It's not going to be pretty. I don't, I don't think we give him the deal that he's looking for, but that's for another time to dive in. But that's a good place to leave off on. Lamar going to the Jets. You heard it here first. So this was episode 21 of the iTest podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. We are on Apple and Spotify, the iTest, Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on TikTok, the iTest Pod 1. We are on YouTube, the iTest Pod. And we are on Instagram as well. All your lovely social media platforms, the iTest is on. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow for our DFS draft. Peace. See you guys tomorrow. I suck at DFS. Thank <laughs> you.